Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the iOS Lead Essentials podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Kayo. And today we will be answering some tough questions regarding your evolution in your iOS career. Or how to keep improving and avoid stagnation. Because it's not easy. From junior to senior, that's a real problem. A lot, a lot of developers struggle to improve in their careers. I struggled in the beginning of my career because it's hard to find a team where you have people that can teach you. Companies that will invest in you, provide you training. So you are left to learn on your own. And you don't know what you don't know. So it's hard. It's hard to improve. It's hard to learn. It's hard to practice. And it's hard to apply new knowledge. And you only learn by practicing and applying. We don't learn by watching videos or reading books. The books, the courses, the videos give us the foundation what we actually going to learn when we practice and we implement the knowledge. It's the action that makes you learn. But there's a lot of pressure not to do it. We have short deadlines, so we have lack of time, lack of training, lousy management, we have low standards in teams, lack of investment, and etc. All those pressures pushing us not to do the work to improve. So it's hard. So the idea for this podcast is to share with you what worked for us and also what worked for our students. You will learn concepts that will make you better, smarter, and more valuable in normal times and in times of crisis. So we have tough questions ahead of us. Let's start with the first one. I've been an iOS developer for over six years, and I don't feel like I'm as good as I should be by now. I still feel like a junior in many ways. I believe it's because I'm too comfortable at the same job for too long with a messy code base. I want a better job, but I'm struggling to pass interviews. What should I do to improve? So that's it. Looks like you were too comfortable and you stopped progressing. That's what happens. You're probably not challenged enough in your current job for six years and time passes very quickly. We can stay in the same job for six years and we are comfortable, but we don't realize we are stagnated. So when we look for a new job, we see that we cannot transfer those skills to the new job. That's the challenge. Creating foundational skills that you can transfer. Valuable skills. Exactly, because it's uh, you're stuck in a loop otherwise. Because you are not progressing in your current job. And you're not incentivized or motivated to look for another job. So you can see how the whole cycle works there. And it's not a good cycle to, to have or to be in. So yes, exactly. I think I think what needs to happen is you need to break that cycle at some point. Understand that, hey, like this is not gonna get me somewhere that is better, that is greater than what I have right now. And like I picked, and this is a very hard realization by the way to make. So I think he's in a very good position because he still have his stable paycheck. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to struggle for the money. Right. Now it's the best position to invest in his education so he doesn't have to depend on that job. Or even before thinking about moving to a new job, maybe you should talk to your boss and find a new position in there where you're going to be more challenged. Maybe there's a different team in the same company where you're going to be dealing with harder challenges, things that will push yes. you to improve. Maybe you don't even need to move to a new job. It can grow from inside. But you need to take action. You need to go after it. Absolutely. Now, if you cannot find it there, 
then you need to look for it somewhere else. And since you have a stable paycheck, you can carry on there, improving on the site and move as soon as possible. Yeah. And I really like what you're saying about the action required. And most of the times, this is the hardest part. Like It doesn't matter if it's even in the same company, in the same team, you know, just having the courage to go and speak to your manager and, and admit that, hey, like, I don't think I'm growing here. I need a change. I need to work on something different. Perhaps, as you said, you know, it takes courage. It's, it's, it's not easy to do. It's scary. It is, but it is what is required. You know, you need to do that. If you want to escape this, this stagnation, you need to take your chances. It's not even chance, you know, basically. It's, it's all in our head, most probably. You know, like, just try to have a conversation. Reach out. Take the first step. I think this is what the, the, the smart play is. So that's it. If you want to improve, you need to get out of the comfort zone, as you did. You already went after new jobs and you saw that, wow, it's not that easy to get a new job. So you are already out of the comfort zone. You are realizing that you need to build some new skills to be able to achieve your goals. Fantastic. You're already on the right path. Just stick to it. You know, it's a hard realization, but you need to go through this. You're going to come out better on the other side, smarter, readier. That's it. If you stay in the same company for too long, and you get too comfortable and you stop improving, most likely you will stagnate and you will build skills that are not transferable to other companies to even within the same company, it's not transferable to other teams. Right. You know, so it's important to keep challenging yourself. So first talk to your boss. Maybe there is a team in there, there is a project you can take, take the lead, take a bigger challenge, or you can start working towards improving your skills to find a position somewhere else. If it's hard to find a job right now, you can start improving your skills. We have a lot of free content, even regarding cracking iOS cold tests and passing interviews. It's free. If you don't have a lot of money to invest in courses or training, go with the free content and practice a lot on your own. If you need guidance, you can join a mentoring program. You can get guidance from senior developers that can help you. Otherwise, you're going to have to do it on your own. Exactly. Because it's free doesn't mean that it's not good. <laughs> Exactly. And because it's paid doesn't mean it's good. Yep. So be careful with your sources. That's another point. So find good sources to learn. There are many books and courses you can take to improve. And of course, avoid the shallow blog posts, medium articles. Avoid amateur material. They don't mean harm, but they cannot help you achieve the next level. Avoid hacks and tricks as well. Tricks are not going to get you far. They work in the short term. If you want to achieve excellence, if you want an excellent career, avoid hacks and tricks. Learn the foundational. Don't fake it, make it. And this is very counterintuitive, especially if someone is in a position where they need something right now. It can almost make you not going for the foundational stuff, for the, you know, for the actual valuable stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you are doing every single day what you're supposed to do, you know, then you can easily reduce the amount of time required to exit the stagnation cycle. The hex and tricks leads to stagnation. And foundation knowledge leads to long-term fulfillment. So that's it. Avoid the hex and tricks because it won't get you far. Right. And second, practice 
and apply, practice and apply, practice and apply consistently. You learn by practicing and applying. That's it. Be consistent with your training and avoid hacks and tricks. The short term is important, but the long term is also important. So avoid hacks and tricks. Learn, practice and execute continuously. And that's how you are going to improve, deliver work you are proud of, and find better opportunities, even in times of crisis. So next question. I've been an iOS developer for the past four years. I quit my job last month because I wasn't happy there and I thought it would be easy to find a new one. But then the corona crisis started and it's not as easy to find a job now as I thought it would be. Companies are hiring less and the interviews are getting more difficult to pass. I'm sure courses would help me improve my skills, but I can't invest in my education as I'm running out of money. What should I do? Well, you can improve not just with courses, but there's a lot of free content that can help you improve. There are also books that maybe are less expensive. They won't give you a step-by-step like you would get from a mentoring program, from a course, from a training program, but they can help you. You're going to have to put much more effort from your side if you're learning on your own. But you can also get someone to invest in you. Right now, we don't have an employer that can pay for your courses. So maybe someone in your family can help you improve. If you found a course, if you think there's something that can help you, you can find someone to invest with you. That's one thing you can do. Or since you're not working and you probably have more time than if you were working, use this time now that you have available to learn the maximum you can from good sources. You need to find good sources because there are infinite sources on the internet. You can spend all your life reading articles online and never get closer to read 1% of it. But doesn't mean everything that is online is good. So you need to find good sources. Exactly. So learning one way or the other, regardless if you are employed and if someone can invest in you or you can have your parents, your friends, whatever, invest in you or simply just consume the free knowledge that is out there learning is the foundation and learning a lot and learning the good stuff is what's going to make you essential in these times of crisis actually so yeah i mean this is very unfortunate uh, this story but it is true that it's learning the foundation and applying what you're learning that can give you the freedom to navigate through these times of crisis and even help others. Because when you have those skills, you can go through those times of crisis and you can also help others. And again, maximizing your chances for getting this new gig, this new role, whatever, is going to come through learning. It's going to come because you're going to be better. And how do you get better? That's the question. How can you provide more value to the market? The market is going to be there, you know, (laughs) one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Well, The first step is learning and not abandoning learning at any given point in your career, in your life. And you learn a lot by going to interviews as well. So don't give up. Keep going to interviews. Every interview you go, you should learn and become better. So the next interview, you are better and you're better. You will find a job. There are a lot of companies still hiring. And again, we have a lot of free content here on YouTube that can help you improve. We have content about 
passing interviews, we have content about TDD, we have content about clean architecture, automation, everything companies need right now to reduce their costs and increase their productivity. If you build those skills, you're going to shine in normal times and in times of crisis. So if you're running out of money, yes, you need to allocate your money wisely. Don't spend your money if you don't have it. But what resource do you have right now? Looks like you have time. So invest your time to improve and keep going through interviews. Increase your value, increase your knowledge, keep trying, and you will find a job. Even if you're going to make a little bit less money this time of crisis, you can still at least have some income, reduce your cost, and over time, you keep improving to find better opportunities. But don't give up. There are jobs out there. Just keep improving and showing up, and you'll find them. That's it. So keep learning, practicing, and applying for jobs. And once you get a job, you keep investing in your education. You can even get your boss to invest in your education. And you will kind of become more valuable, more valuable, more valuable. And that's how you can progress in normal times and in times of crisis. Next question. I started a job as a senior iOS dev less than two months ago, but I was fired due to the corona crisis. I was still in the probation period. I'm afraid this will look bad on my CV. What should I say if a potential employer asks me why I only worked there for such a short period? So I'm sorry this happened to you, first of all. And in my experience, those gaps in the CV were never, ever, ever a problem. I know people say that it looks bad if you have those gaps or when you work for a company just for a very short amount of time, like one month, two months. But in practice, I've never seen anyone that lost an opportunity because of this inconsistency in the CV. We've been helping hundreds, hundreds of students. I've never seen this happen ever. So yes, I know that people say that. But in practice, in my experience, this is not a problem at all. You can apply normally to new jobs. Don't be afraid of it. And if they ask, you just say the truth. Say what happened. But be careful. Be careful blaming other things for things that happened to you. And I'm going to explain why. I know the COVID-19, the corona crisis, had a huge, huge role in what happened to you. But phrasing it that way may not be the best you can do. Right. You can phrase it differently and will sound better to potential employers. So I recommend you to take ownership. And if they ask, why did you stay there for only two months? You could say, it was bad timing on my part. I failed to position myself better before the crisis. I didn't see the crisis coming. So when it started, I was still in the probation period in this new job. And they were struggling financially. So I positioned myself badly before the crisis. But still, the problem was the crisis. And because the company was affected financially, of course, because of it. But it's still taking the ownership and saying it was bad timing on my part. And of course, right. you shouldn't say bad things about this company. You know, you can say it was great working there and I wish them all the best. It was just bad timing. And if you can, you can even say, and they are happy to give me good recommendations. Here are the contact details. If you left there in good terms, why not? So, having those gaps in your CV, that's not a problem. In my experience, in practice, 
I've never seen this as a problem. It never stopped me from getting jobs. It never stopped anyone that I know from getting good jobs. And careful how you phrase what happened to you. Try to take ownership. Because when you take ownership, you start looking for solutions rather than look for excuses. And when you look for solutions, you find them. It's a great mindset to have in life. Not just in your career. Take ownership to what happened to you and be ready. So you don't need to get ready. Exactly. And it's it's just a, a flip on the, of the switch, you know, from outsourcing uh, this blame to basically eliminating the blame. It's like, don't it's use not any that easy. blame. No, it's not. But if you think about it, what is at stake? I mean, it's it's very cheap to do. You just don't say, like, you just, you just don't say specific words, you know? That's it. Yes. Is it... Is it hard? It's tremendously hard, you know? It's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yes. But overall, yeah, probably it's going to play out better just accepting responsibility. Yeah, some things you don't control, obviously, you know, COVID-19. Businesses going bust, like, you don't control that, right? It's not your fault, yeah. of course. But yeah, I think it's going to be better if you, if you just... Um, Accept responsibility of things and just say, yeah, like I want to accept responsibility. I'm going to accept mm -hmm. responsibility on this new project. And here is the the first step of showing how I'm going to do that. I think it's, it's powerful. That's it. Take ownership and find solutions to your problems. So instead of using an excuse and just stop thinking about a problem because you have an excuse for it. And it's a real excuse. It is true. It's not your fault. Yeah doesn't matter. Take ownership. So you're going to look for solutions so it doesn't happen again. That's it. And showing that you take ownership is also great. New employers will appreciate it. Next question. I'm an iOS developer since 2017 and I only heard about the solid principles last week when listening to one of your podcasts. I started realizing there are many things I don't know about programming. And as you said in an article, I don't know what I don't know. It's exciting, but scary to learn new things. And I'm not good at managing time to study and also saving money to buy books and courses. Can you give me some tips? Well, I think the first tip is not to look for tips. <laughs> look for real actions you can take and changing your philosophy in life. Because if you don't organize yourself, you will spend most of your precious time, most of your precious wealth in things you don't actually want or need. So, if you want to make your education a priority, I recommend you to think of education as an investment because that's what it is. Treat your education as an investment, which it is, and like how you should treat any other investment, you pay yourself first. But what does that mean? To pay yourself first. Like in any other investment, people fail to invest because they spend everything they have during the month and their plan is to invest what's left, which is often zero or not a lot. So instead of saving what's left, why don't you save first and you spend what is left? You know, you invert the order of things. For example, you want to invest in your career. You want to make it a priority. You can create an education fund. And you can automate this. 
every month when you get paid or every week, however you get paid, a percentage of that instantly go to your education fund, which should be a separate account, maybe a savings account, separate from your main account, so you don't spend the money by mistake. Every month, as soon as the money gets in your account, automatically, you transfer a percentage of that to an education fund. So if you want to buy a course, there is $5,000. You make your goal, $5,000. And you set a percentage of your salary to go straight to this education fund until you reach the $5,000. But it needs to be as soon as you get paid. You pay yourself first. And then you only spend what is left. What percentage should you save? That's up to you to decide. 10% might be a good start. 5%. 1% if that's all you can right now. And over time, you allocate what you need to invest in your education. So pay yourself first when you are investing. If you want to invest, if you want to make something a priority. That's how you do it. The same with your time. Let's say you're saying, I don't have time to study. What can you do? Instead of trying to study with the time you have left on the day, why don't you study first and do the rest, like work and whatever you want to do, after you paid yourself first. So you can wake up and the first thing you do, you read a book or you take lessons and then you spend the rest of your time doing other things. So you pay yourself first as well. Yeah, so we, we touched the subject in detail in the last podcast, and this is extremely important to understand because let's say you invest in your education by buying a book, a course, whatever, right? And then the time comes that you actually need to spend time to read, to study, to apply, right? And then suddenly the weekend comes and you say, well, I'm, I'm tired, I'm going to... I don't know, like watch a TV show or do other stuff that they relax me or something mm -hmm. in this nature, right? So what happens is you basically don't have time to allocate your education. But again, your education is what's going to make you better, is what's going to make a good return on your investment, right? So on its own, buying a book or buying a course is not going to do anything, right? It's only when you're going to put the time in. And yeah, I think what you're saying is imperative to understand. Pay yourself first in terms of put the hours uh, first before you're going to start doing anything else. Because this is your future self. You're paying your future self, basically. By allocating the time before doing anything else, you're talking to your future self, where your future self is going to learn these things and by putting them in practice is going to earn more. It's going to become more essential is going to become more anti-fragile in this uh, market, right? So, yeah, I think it's a tremendous advice. And it's not that you don't need, you know, like Game of Thrones or whatever it is that you're going to feel better by doing so, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing that. I'm saying like, I mean, if so this is how it works. If let's say you're going to plan to study during the weekend, right? And you know that during the weekend, I mean, let's be real here. Your chances of studying decrease dramatically, right? But what if you just allocate, let's say, 40 minutes every weekday now before you start your daily schedule and at the end of the week, you have 200 minutes of learning, right? Like that's 
on one hand you have 200 minutes and on the other one you have zero like what are we talking about here you which know? one is better <laughs> yeah so what it requires is a bit of discipline and a bit of scheduling and just trying to be consistent it's it's not hard but the returns can be you know like tremendous yeah you can maybe wake up an hour earlier or you can ask your boss to give you an hour a week or maybe a day a week just to study and practice you know there's a lot of companies that are flexible enough they'll see that yeah of course why wouldn't i give you time to become better if that return is going to come to us they get it so <laughs> they get it basically well if they do they will give you the time right otherwise you need to make time wake up earlier or i don't know it's important to have entertainment in your life but maybe during a period where you need to study more you reduce the amount of entertainment you have to study more and then you go back to your entertainment when you can you know so maybe instead of spending 10 hours a week watching series spend just five or just four hours a week or zero if you want to go all in but you can find the time you know you can negotiate with your boss or you can wake up earlier or you can stop wasting time in things you don't need to so treat your education as an investment and pay yourself first next question what if what if what if i don't have time to study and take courses to improve my skills as an ios developer is this real or is it a what if <laughs> <laughs> well if we don't have time that's fine but looks like you don't have time because it's not a priority in your life most of the times when we don't have time to something it's because it's not a priority and time is scarce and you need to define your priorities that's fine exactly but if you don't have time you won't probably improve so you might stagnate that's it if you don't invest time into something they don't collect the rewards that's it if it's not a priority and you're happy with that that's it but if you want to improve you need to dedicate time you need to find the time maybe you don't have the time right now but you can start planning to have time as soon as possible you can reduce things that are taking your time during the week and remember that a plan is not a wish if you're planning to have more time because you know that you want to improve and this should be a priority in your life a plan is not a wish you need to take action improve you need to take action to find time you need to take action become a person that takes action in your life takes action don't wonder don't what if don't wish take action that's how you're going to improve and again maybe you don't have time free time outside work maybe you can convince your boss to give you time to study in the office that's it if you can negotiate with your boss but you need to take action to make it happen as well right you know so become a person that finds solutions, not problems. Take action. Next question. I'm a junior iOS developer working for six months in my first job. I always thought I would learn a lot on the day-to-day -day at the office, but I don't feel like I'm improving at all. Is this normal or there's something wrong with the company I'm working in? Shouldn't working in the office be enough to help me improve my skills? Yes and no. <laughs> because it's hard to improve just at work because imagine the following you don't learn how to play guitar on the stage 
they'll be very risky. Imagine everyone looking at you and you're performing. Yeah, that's not how you learn. How do you learn how to play guitar? On your own time, on your own, and then you rehearse with the band. And over time, you become confident and you can play live amazing gigs. Most of your learning is like this. You're learning programming. Most of your learning will probably happen outside work. It's another word for rehearse. Practice. That's it. You practice off the stage. Outside work. You learn when you're actually practicing, you know, deliberate practice. Thoughtful practice. You are doing it with intention. At work, most of the time you're running against the clock. You have deadlines. You have, like, bosses pushing you to take shortcuts. It's hard to improve there. It's hard to try new ideas there. It's not safe. It's risky. You don't have space. You don't have time. So, yes, you should be improving at work. But only improving at work is not realistic. Because most of the learning happens with deliberate practice outside work. Just like learning how to play the guitar. Exactly. So, yes, ideally, your company should provide you training and space for you to practice. But that's not always the case. And as you said, that's not the case for you. But have you spoken to someone in your job with other developers that maybe can help you with your boss, with your manager, with HR? Maybe they have a plan in there. They have a career path that you can follow. They have courses. Maybe they have access to some training programs they can give you. So you need to talk to someone. Now, if you did it and they're still not able to help you, you are on your own then maybe you can find a course, you can find a training program, a mentoring program, and ask your boss to pay for it. If they cannot provide you the training internally, maybe you go out of your way, you find a training program, and you present that idea to educate the team. Most of the times, companies will invest in their employees. Good companies invest in their employees, you know, because many junior, senior developers are struggling in their job to perform their tasks and also to improve. It's not just juniors. It is hard to improve at work because we're dealing with deadlines, problems, frameworks, computers. Things don't always work as we expect. So first, talk to your company, to your boss, to HR, to other developers around you. They might be able to help you. Otherwise, you find a course, present it as a solution to your boss, and they might be able to invest in the course for you in the training program, in the mentoring program, whatever you find as a solution that can help you and the team. Present it in a way that they see that the value will return multiple times. It's an investment. Now, if you tried it out and they don't want to invest in that and you're still not improving, you're going to have to invest out of your own money. Otherwise, you might stagnate. It's an unfortunate situation, but if it's between stagnating or spending money, I would spend money. And again, there's a lot of free content out there that's pretty good to help you get out of the comfort zone. We have hundreds of videos here on YouTube, hundreds for free. They will definitely take you out of the comfort zone, teach you TDD, clean architecture, software design, modular design, testing, automation, a lot of skills you can build for free, but Free videos are normally demonstrations, right? They're not actual courses where you have a mentor helping you, giving you a step-by-step, -step, but you can learn like this. Or you invest in a mentoring program, in a training program that can help you with support, with a community of people. 
they are learning together. That's a good investment if you can make it. Otherwise, you're going to have to learn on your own. And that's harder, takes longer, but it's possible. But first, talk to your boss, talk to your peers. There might be an easier solution right there. Yeah, and I think the first step was already taken by this person. First of all, understanding they saw a signal. Hey, like I'm six months in, should I be improving? I think I should. I'm not improving. <laughs> What's going on? Mm -hmm. And secondly, reaching out to someone like we are professionals in exactly these topics. We specialize in these topics. So this is our opinion here, asking our opinion. So yeah, and acting, you mentioned it as well. I think that's the most important thing. Like just don't sit there and look at the stagnation coming at you. Look at just, you know, like no evolution, no mm -hmm. growth in your career. No, just do something about it. You need movement. You need to talk to us, to other developers, to more seniors, to your bosses, to the companies. Maybe perhaps even look for other companies if you think that's the problem there. But this is it. Like It's the movement that's going to make you progress. It's going to make you grow. And of course, the foundation, again, is learning. When I learn, learn. Don't delegate. I think that's, that's the most important thing. Don't delegate your growth to others. It's too important to do that, you know? Yeah. It's, you don't want to gamble with that. Because maybe you grow, maybe you don't grow. Why would you ever be in a position that you don't grow in your career? Just don't do that. Take action. Yes, you need to take action as soon as possible because you already identified a problem. It won't be solved just by waiting. So No, it, it won't. You need to take action. First, talk to them. Try to see if they can invest in a course with you. If you can do something on your own, maybe find a better company. But it's hard to find a company that is perfect on this sense because it's very hard. Companies are not ready. Developers are not ready to help others in the job because they have their own agenda. They have their own emergencies all the time. So don't delegate. As you said, don't delegate your education to others. If you can, if there's a company investing in you, fantastic. Take that opportunity the maximum you can. But if you don't, don't use it as an excuse not to do the work. You're going to have to find a different way to educate yourself because education is what's going to make you grow. It's going to make you more valuable. It's going to help you achieve your goals in life. So you need to educate yourself. And if you have a company that can help you, fantastic. If you don't, you're going to have to find a way to educate yourself. And we can help you, but we can do the work for you. Right. So take action. You know, take action. Make things happen. Find solutions. Next question. I'm a musician, but since last year, I started working as a junior iOS developer. Oh, congratulations. I find most courses too hard to follow. I watch the videos and I read many articles on Medium, but I don't understand most concepts. Is there an easier way to learn? I'm assuming here, from what I read, that you are watching videos and reading articles. You didn't say, and I'm trying to apply the principles and it's hard. Right. You don't learn by just watching videos or reading articles. You know, you need to practice. You need to apply it. So learning is not easy. You shouldn't be looking for easy. You should be looking for good, good content, good sources, and practice. You don't learn by just watching or reading. You learn by practicing and applying. Deliberate practice. Practice with intent. That's how you learn. 
Let's take, for example, the golf book, Gang of Four, Design Patterns. Let's say you read this book from cover to cover. <laughs> what happened? Like, do you know these things? <laughs> no, it's... They're very, very hard, you know? Like, maybe you memorize the types of the patterns. Maybe you memorize, you know, like the motivation, the intent and all that stuff. Maybe you even memorize the graphs, right? The, the diagrams they use. But are you able to apply them in your everyday work? So, yeah, practice, practice, practice. Find good sources. First of all, spend time watching them, reading them. And then practice what you learn. That's it. Learning is not easy. You shouldn't be looking for easy learning. You should be looking for good material, good education. So try applying the principles. You watch a video, try typing the code exactly as you've seen in the video. Right. So don't look for easy sources. Look for good sources. Step by step. A straightforward way of learning. You need structure. Especially as a beginner, you need a structured curriculum to help you so you need good sources good education rather than easy education next question i'm already experienced i've been building ios apps for over 10 years i'm sure there's a lot more i can learn but i can only find courses covering the basics how can experienced ios developers improve well find better sources find better courses better books you know more advanced things not even better but at your level and i know it's hard to find content and material for advanced developers i struggled with that with my career i reached a plateau in ios development and i had to reach out to other languages other platforms to learn so i had to learn from books that were written for java c sharp haskell lisp closure that's how I got out of my comfort zone, iOS development, and started learning new patterns, and then applying them back in iOS development. And I don't think there's an excuse nowadays to say that there's not a lot of good courses on iOS development for advanced developers, because yes, there are. There are. You just need to find them, you know? You need to be exposed to new ideas. So learn new patterns, be exposed to new ideas, new thoughts, Try out new things. Don't be too stuck into old ways. Because it's so easy to be stuck in old ways. To feel comfortable doing things in a specific way. You know, if you're very familiar with OO, and you know nothing about functional programming, learn a little bit of functional programming. And vice versa. If you're very good with functional programming, learn a little bit of OO. It's going to open your mind to different ways of solving problems. And then you can mix the solutions. Because there's no perfect solution. And that's why I don't like templates that try to make everything easy. Right. Everything's easy. You copy and paste and you don't learn. So be exposed to new ideas and actually learn the foundation of principles, of patterns. Learn from different paradigms, different languages, platforms. Because the problem is that often you don't know what you don't know. And by being exposed to new ideas, you start realizing the gaps in your knowledge. Because be sure there are many gaps. We all have many gaps in our knowledge. You should be filling them. How? Being exposed to new ideas all the time. And practicing and applying what you learn. Learn, practice, execute continuously. 
Because in my opinion, your education is the best investment you can make. And doesn't matter how experienced you are. You can always improve. You can always learn something new. You can always do things better. If you are open to it. And if you want a challenge, you can join us at academy.essentialdeveloper.com. I'm sure our program will take you out of the comfort zone. You'll be exposed to ideas you've never seen before. So if you're up to the challenge, here is an invitation. All right. This is going to do it for this edition of the iOS Lead Essentials podcast. Let us know your thoughts, your comments, your feedback. We'll see you again next time. Bye, y'all. See ya.